Hello, everyone. We're back. This is the fourth episode of the Bad Movie Journalist, which christens myself as an official bad movie journalist, and I will hold that mental until I die. So my name is Christian. My name is Connor. Christian, we are making jackets. I don't know if I've told you that. We will have bad movie uh, journalist bombers by the end of the year, so we'll be official at that point. Oh yes, you're you're right. The most important part of every podcast is the jacket. You're not no. you're not complete unless you have that jacket. That's what no. I've heard. No, exactly. Unless you are officially licensed merchandise bomber jackets, I don't want to hear that does not count to me. How did this get made? Get out of here until I see a bomber jacket. I'm I'm a, I'm a hundred percent on board with this. I love bomber jackets. This works. But speaking of bombs, what movie <laughs> are we talking about today, Connor? We are talking about bat. Um, I hope you are ready. I've just completed my workout for the day. I am ready to dig into a battleship. So to give you an overview, we've got here a 2012. um, It considers itself an American military science fiction film. Um, I am noticing a trend that when we do these movies, the ones that tend to be not the best uh, attach a lot of adjectives to them. Um, So this movie is loosely, is loosely, in the broadest of terms, based on the board game of the same name. Um, it's directed by Peter Berg, who you may more recently know for directing Mark Wahlberg and whatever Marky Mark wants to make nowadays. Um, and stars Alexander Skarsgård, Taylor Kitsch, Brooklyn Decker, uh, Liam Neeson, and Rihanna, who was making her acting debut in this film. Um, so last night was the first time we both viewed this movie. Um, neither one of us had seen it before. So Christian, what were your general opinions on the movie after watching it so my general opinion of this movie is it is something to behold if this is one of those movies that i saw and i can't believe exists because just the uh, just the premise of the movie is so baffling i don't know who played battleship and thought this is going to be a movie um but someone did you know um before you know just general kind of opinions of this movie or i there's parts of this movie I liked, and there's parts of this movie that I thought were not great. I will say, unlike our last episode, um, Gamer, I think I don't really think any of this movie is like extremely awful or uh, problematic in the way Gamer was. This movie, at its worst, is just kind of boring in my opinion. But it has some fun, has some fun stuff too. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm. The same boat. Um, I did the research somewhat for this movie beforehand, before watching it. So I'd seen like some of the criticism and some of the scores. So I came into it with kind of pretty low expectations and I was kind of delightfully impressed, I guess is a good way to put it at, you know, that it wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen. Um, I thought a lot of parts were fun. I thought a lot of parts of it were uh, well shot, very well animated. Um, You know, I have opinions about how they reached this plot idea and some of the stuff within it um but i was particularly um you know pretty pretty happy with it watching it overall um fun fact though we'll get into a lot more later um but did you know this is the third best hasbro franchise of all time um in terms of movies the only two above it are naturally transformers and gi joe in the Hasbro Cinematic Universe top three, this movie. Can we get a full Hasbro Cinematic Universe? Like, can I see uh, Alexander Skarsgård's Hopper character running around with Shia LaBeouf's Sam Witwicky? Like, is that a thing I can have? Because I will pay for that. I mean, uh, you know, with everything going on in movies today, I don't think it's out of the... But we will have to talk to some people above our pay grade to make it happen. To quote uh, Jason Manzukas, as he always says on the How Did This Get Made podcast, I will personally fund this movie if we can get it off the ground. <laughs> uh, I will fund that crossover. Christian, how did this movie do? Um, was it a p- well-performing movie? <laughs> no, by, by no means. It was. It was wildly disappointing, as you worded it. The whole, whole budget for the movie was $220 million, and the film grossed. 303 million, which initially sounds not that bad, but only 65 million of it came from North American Gage, which means 78% of the movie was in from international audiences. It opened up to North American pretty like a pretty poor 25 million opening weekend, which is real bad, especially when you see some movies like 
Endgame make hundreds of millions of dollars opening weekend these days. So that's extremely abysmal. Um, and it doesn't have a very good reception either. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, I have 34%. And for critic reviews and a 54% for audience score, Metacritic gives it a 41 out of a hundred. Um, so pretty much panned on every level. Um, it doesn't really seem like anyone really, really liked it. Um, I, again, what the reviews kind of looking like numbers of that tells me is that at its worst, it's just bad. Um, not as much like offensive as anything. Like I said, you know, somehow like something like gamer was, yeah, no, it's it's by no means like a controversial movie. It's just not a great movie. Um, I think one of the favorite things I had about this movie was looking up some of the reviews um, because they're they're kind of the the bad ones are hilarious. Um, Andrew Harrison of Q Magazine at the time called the film and I quote crushingly stupid. <laughs> um, Nick DeSemlin, who was with Empire Magazine at the time, literally wrote one word on the movie. He just said miss. Um, and Keith Turan of the LA times wrote, it's not a whole lot of fun, (laughs) Um, which for the movie is not great. Um, on the plus side, Rihanna won the teen choice award for breakout performance, which is something, um, we'll get to her performance in this in a little while. Um, there were some positives, um, Jason DeRosso of the Australian broadcasting corporations radio channel, um, just claimed the, the, ridiculousness of the setup is either she quote sheer joy or pure hell depending on how seriously you take it um mm-hmm. and he said they had to admire the film's creators jumping through hoops to engineer a sequence that replicates the board game which i actually did enjoy as well um stephen james snyder of time said it was an unlikely mix of independence day pearl harbor jurassic park and the hunt for red october and if you had told me off the top that i was going to watch a movie that was a mix of those four. I'd be like, that sounds pretty good. Um, Roger Ebert also gave it um, a lot of good, um, good words and everything, but gave it 2.5s out of four stars, but also did say he had very low expectations for the film. And that might've been why he was impressed. Um, so not, not the best uh, critical review, even with the people who were bullish on the movie. Um, some fun facts about this movie. Jeremy Renner was originally considered for the role of Alex Hopper, which is the main role played by Taylor Kitsch. Um, This is a totally different movie with Hawkeye in it. Um, I'm not sure if it's better or worse, but it is wildly different. Um, The Galee solar system where the aliens come from. Yes, there's aliens in this movie about Battleship, the board game um, is a real thing, although there are no signs that it has extraterrestrial life. Um, There is a first person shooter for the ge- the board game Battleship has a first-person shooter game uh, that was released for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Um, it was released to coincide with this movie. It was also terrible, um, receiving negative reviews and averaging around a 40% from most reviewers. And this movie was nominated for the following Razzies. Christian, are you ready for this list? Give it to me. Worst picture, worst director, worst supporting actor, worst supporting... Uh, sorry, worst screenplay and worst screenplay ensemble and had two different nominations for worst supporting actress with Rihanna winning and Brooklyn Deckler also being nominated. So the Razzies did not like Battleship. Or they did like it. If, if, you, if you look at it in terms of the Razzies are celebrating garbage they love this movie. <laughs> yes <laughs> like, that is another from a certain point of view that is another from a certain point of view yes that is another way to put it um christian right off the top i did want to have a quick conversation about taylor kitsch and kind of see where you landed with him because um while i was watching this i was reminded that i think taylor kitsch might be the most disappointing actor i've ever seen in the last 20 years I agree with you. Taylor Kitsch is one of those actors that I feel like Hollywood really wanted to be big. They kept putting him in stuff that people saw, like this movie, like John Carter, playing Gambit in X-Men Origins. And Gambit's famously one of the most popular X-Men characters. Whenever you ask people who grew up with X-Men who their favorite character is, Gambit's like pretty consistently on their list. And how do you mess that up? He's just not very appealing to be on screen i would say yeah my thing about taylor kitsch is like he's obviously very talented i've never seen him 
in anything or any role that particularly impressed me outside of when he was on Friday Night Lights, which was an NBC show about a football team based on the movie. Um, he's never done anything where I've like enjoyed his character work. Like you were saying, he was in Origins, um, the X-Men movie that we should just never talk about ever again. Um, but he played Gambit and so many people were excited that Taylor Kitsch was playing Gambit. 2012 was kind of like his like peak popularity. Everyone thought he was going to explode. And then it was just a shell of what Gambit is. Now that movie had a lot of problems. It might not be all his fault. But to me, that's like the perfect encapsulation of what I see when I see him take on a role. Um, something I thought about was like, imagine if in this movie you cast Ryan Reynolds instead. Reynolds is also like a very, a very attractive man. He's Canadian as well. Um, but he has this emotional depth and his nuance to performances that Kitsch has just never shown me. I mean, it, it's probably unfair to compare him to like a global powerhouse, but that's what Hollywood wanted Kitsch to be. Um, when they started casting him in this stuff. And then ever since like 2012, he, he's only been in like six movies. So he just never hit the same way that I think a lot of people thought he would and tried to make him. Yeah, to be fair, he's in a lot of movies that didn't work outside of him being in it that have really nothing to do with him. Like like you said, like X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, John Carter's another good example of that, which... John Carter doesn't have, like, an extremely stellar reception. But that being said, I think there's a lot of people who do like that movie and say that it didn't really get um, its time to shine as much as it should have. I personally haven't seen it, but um, I, that is something I hear thrown around about that film quite often. So it seems like he just got really unlucky time and time again by putting by being put in these movies that overall were bad, regardless of him being in them or not. Yeah, it's difficult for me to tell if if he's bad or he's just bad at picking the movies that he works on um because to me the way he feels especially after watching battleship is he's like a very poor man's henry cavill um and the reason i say that is because when i watched henry cavill act in the witcher earlier uh late last year i mean i was like this is the perfect role for henry cavill he doesn't have to talk that much he gets to act emotionless he gets to be huge and imposing and kick a lot of ass that's the perfect role for Henry Cavill. But when you watch him try and be like an emotional lead in Superman and stuff like that, where they tried to give him an emotional side of falls flat, you can't ask Kitsch to be in a role where he has to emotionally connect with the audience or he has to even develop his character. In this movie, there's supposed to be so much character development that happens from when he's a young punk to this like war hero at the end. And you just, it doesn't feel it. Like I don't, I don't like I wrote down in my notes, like he just doesn't, convey any of that sort of emotional stress you'd want to feel um but yet he was pushed like a megastar in the making for a while and i just don't think that's what he was ever fit to be i agree yeah he he, he just didn't and something and we'll, we'll talk about this more when we get into like um like the beauty and everything but you know i do think some of the comedy that he had in this movie just overall kind of worked like the 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 opening scene i kind of wish we got a little bit more of that of him just kind of being like a silly bro um, because he was better at that than he was at just being like a regular army guy for the rest of the movie. I felt like, um, so maybe give the guy some more comedic stuff, which is what I would say. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he has like a, you know, he's 39, so he's still got a fair amount of career left in front of him. Hopefully he can find like kind of a niche or a calling and kind of get his career back on track. Uh, but let's get into the categories here. So, First off, we start with The Bin, which is why this film is awful. Um, do you want to start us off with a point um, that I think you want to make? All right. So for starters, the middle of this movie is just a complete slog to get through. It's like the main takeaway I had from this film. Um, I actually have probably more to say in the following sections, but the just this movie starts out, I think, kind of funny. Um, really moves at breakneck speed i felt like like i i remember watching this movie and about five minutes into this movie i felt completely lost as to what was happening i was like wait okay so we're here and taylor kitch is on screen and now alexander skarsgård and they're at a bar hold on wait no they're not a bar anymore time has passed now they're just both in the army 
Taylor Kitsch looks the same. What happened? Is this man's 26? Can can you join the army at 26? Like, it, I, I, I don't know. I've never enlisted. But, like, is that a thing? That seems pretty old. Um, so I thought that was pretty strange. And once you get into everything with the aliens, it really falls apart. Um, the aliens, I didn't think, look really good, in my opinion. I thought they just kind of looked like generic space bad guys um they remind me a lot of like the horde from like the halo series um they just kind of look very video gamey to me um the ships didn't really feel very inspired um and once they kind of got away from doing all the actual battleshipping stuff it really fell apart um i think it picks back up towards the end but there's probably a solid maybe 45 minutes of this movie that I just thought, man, this movie's got to end. Um, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree with a lot of that. Uh, my main my main thing that I didn't enjoy was the aliens because we'll talk about this in the, in the beauty, but I do think this film is like very nice looking. Like the effects are very nice. Um, you know, it's, it's very well shot. Um, I liked a lot of the things they did in terms of like some of the alien technology, the way it looked, everything like that. And then you you got to finally see these aliens that were built up for close to an hour. It's close to an hour before we get into like the actual action of this movie. Um, and the first alien you see looks straight out of Halo. I wrote the same thing down. Their armor instantly reminded me of the Halo franchise. Um, and then they take off the mask and he's essentially a human. Like you could have done so many things, but he essentially looks like a person, except he has lizard eyes. He has a goatee that appears to be made of quills and his head's a little weird shaped. That's it. Like, and the rendering of his face reminds me, did you ever see I am legend with Will Smith? The, the yeah, he, they look like the zombies where it's like they're haunting, but not in the good haunting way of like, Oh, that was a really creepy zombie. Like the walking dead. When the first time you saw it haunting, like, Oh my God, that does not look like a real thing. Like the dead eye kids from uh, the Polar Express sort of thing. Um, so I thought that was kind of not great. They could have done a lot more there for the budget. I thought the ships looked really cool um, in terms of like their tech. I thought it was really well animated how nimble they were in the water around what they're moving and everything. But the weapons are like missile grenades, essentially. And what fires out of them looks like the shoulder missile launcher from the Iron Man suits in the MCU. Like it's not. <laughs> particularly groundbreaking stuff and this movie had a 220 million dollar budget like you said like you just expect more from something like that um so that was kind of disappointing to me um it goes this kind of probably goes without saying um on another point and i think it'll probably be a continuing theme but i didn't think the writing and the screenplay of this movie is very good i'm not a huge fan of when pete when movies talk to the people watching them like they're stupid they just kind of spoon feed you what's going on. I wrote down some of the lines that I particularly didn't enjoy. At one point, someone said, I lost my will to fight when I lost my legs. So that just sums up that whole character right there. Um, Alexander Skarsgård at one point screamed at Taylor Kitsch, who do I teach to call you? Hu who do I call to teach you humility? Which basically sums up his plot line there. Um Taylor Kitsch at one point said, I have a bad feeling, like we're going to need a new planet feeling, which in one line lets you know what the aliens are doing there, which I guess is great for some people in the audience, but it doesn't particular. I don't like when they just kind of hammer it home. I prefer a little subtlety. I don't like when things are just super direct like that. Um, also, and this is something you wrote down, but something I also wanted to talk about. There are two women in this movie. Um, there are Brooklyn Decker and Rihanna and Rihanna essentially has no plot. She's just there. I wrote this down, but Greg Berg got the idea to cast Rihanna after seeing her perform on Saturday night live. And she accepted the role because she quote, wanted to do something badass end quote, but also because it wasn't a big role that she didn't have to do a lot in. Um, so she's just kind of there essentially, and they have her do some cool things. And then Brooklyn Decker's got this side plot that they spend basically almost no time in. That's pretty, it's one of the better plots in the movie. Um, but they spend no time developing her character at all, or really they dedicate maybe like, I think a total of 15 minutes to that subplot throughout the movie. So I was not very impressed with that aspect of it. 
Yeah, neither neither was I. Um, it, that was actually something I was really surprised by was how little Rihanna was used. Like you would think that if you got Rihanna, who you know is still a very big star, but at the time was you know massive, um, and you don't do anything with her at all. I think if it wasn't for the subtitles, I wouldn't have known that the character's name was Cora. Um, like she doesn't do anything. She's just kind of there. She doesn't have an arc. Um, like like you said, her and Brooklyn, um, they both are there only to service the men. They don't even interact at all, um, which is really noticeable um, when you only have two women and they're completely removed from each other in every single way. So that definitely wasn't cool. Um, the alien design, like you said, yeah, it's 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 really bad. It's really goofy looking. It wasn't intimidating at all. There was some really stupid stuff that is bad but i think was kind of funny um specifically when i forget it probably was taylor kitch's character but someone gets into a fist fight with the alien and they punch the alien's teeth out and it has like human teeth flying out of its mouth i thought that was completely it's ridiculous just, when you have the ability to do so much more and you basically just make another human with a weird head like it's just so disappointing um it's just it was not what i was expecting um, you are right. The the pl- the uh, plotting of this movie is wild. Like the first thirty minutes, I think, are basically like a bro movie where, like, for some reason, there's an international navy competition that I've never heard of before. That where they're playing. First off, they play soccer at some point, and some of the worst soccer I've ever seen in my life, too. Um, <laughs> I have a note down here that says, "Is this soccer scene going to become relevant?" Nope, probably not. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, I wrote down um, this is some bad soccer period. (laughs) That was was what I wrote down on that (laughs) as a former soccer player. Um, But then all of a sudden, like the aliens show up um, during the middle of an exercise and it kind of picks up a little bit. uh, And then there's like you were saying, just 45 minutes of nothing happening. And the 45 minutes happens to coincide with the part of the movie where they have to start figuring out how to like rope in the battleship idea. Um, and anyone who's played battleship knows it's not exactly the most thrilling game of all time. Um, so I think they kind of hamstrung themselves there. And then like you were saying, the last part of the movie is basically a race home, but there is one thing about the end of this movie that particularly disturbs me. No one will ever, ever, be able to convince me that a bunch of veterans and like four Navy personnel turned the USS Missouri into an active working ship that beat an alien invasion. I have been to Hawaii. I have been on the USS Missouri. This is the most implausible thing I've ever seen in my life. You, I would rather, I would sooner believe that my whole life was being filmed a la Truman show than that. I could take a bunch of AARP card carrying members and Taylor Kitsch and turn a museum into a working battleship that fought off an alien invasion. It was, it was such a baffling choice. Um, and it's very much like, I, I think I enjoyed it because it was so stupid, but it is really stupid. It really gives me that vibe of, well, the older generation did it better. And you young kids just don't know what you guys are doing. Leave it us to us real men, you know? We're, we're the ones who fought the real war. You guys are just pretenders. You know, it really gave me, like, that kind of sense, which I don't like, you know, being a younger person. Um, so I thought that was kind of really ridiculous. And like you said, I mean, I haven't been to Hawaii, but there's no way. I mean, the thing's a museum. Like, you can't get that thing running, especially, like, within, what, five, maybe, what, 30 seconds of screen time. This thing goes from a sitting ship that's been there for I don't know how many years to fighting yeah. off an invasion like it's it, completely it's implausible it, it the second they started doing that i exclaimed out loud in my living room there's no effing way um and it ended up being how they won um what did you think about liam neeson's performance in this movie christian oh, oh man liam neeson is <laughs> asleep on screen throughout this entire movie i've never seen someone who looks so uninterested in being in a film i like liam neeson you know i think he's made a lot of good stuff 
But the man looks like he just swallowed a handful of Vicodin and then walked on set and was like, you guys have got me for six hours, film all my scenes, I gotta go play Yeah, golf. he was... I was excited when I saw Liam Neeson come out and he was gonna be an Air Force commander um, and all this stuff. And then, like, probably, like, halfway through one of his sentences, pretty early in the movie, I was like, he is phoning this in. Like, he, his voice didn't even sound like Liam Neeson's voice. Like, it just... He clearly was there for to collect the paycheck, which listen, do what you got to do, get your money. Um, but I was, I was shocked at how bad that is, considering he's been in some pretty awful movies and still given um, a pretty captivating performance. Um, with that said, I do want to move on to talking about the cast and the beauty. Is there anything else in the bin you'd like to discuss? The only other thing about the bin in the bin that I wanted to put in there was uh you already said it but i definitely wanted to retouch on it was that everything in this movie is is said um there's a principle that i think should always be followed in filmmaking and it's show not or, or it's show not tell um and this movie is the exact opposite anytime anything's gonna happen on screen they just directly say it like literally say it this movie even opens up with you know opening text there's movies that I like that op- open with opening text, but generally if a movie has a screen overlay and it says, this is what this movie's about, it's probably not going to be a very good movie. So that was probably my last. And yeah, that wasn't great. Uh, moving into what is great. We're going to move into the beauty. What's good about this film. Um, the cast of this film is so much better than this premise deserves. We talked about Liam Neeson um, not giving the most uh, captivating performance, but he is a supporting player. He's barely in the movie. Um, and like we've talked about, I think Kitch is a miss as your emotional lead. Um, Rihanna is a bit part. She's clearly not an actor uh, professionally, but she was pretty good. She was in the movie. She didn't look out of place or anything. Like we mentioned X-Men uh, Origins Wolverine earlier. Will I Am is in that movie, and I remember watching that movie going, Will I Am is not an actor. Um, and I didn't get that <laughs> feeling from Brianna. She did a pretty good job uh, with the parts that she was given. Um, but the bit players in this movie uh, really stood out, especially Jesse Plemons. I have a man crush on Jesse Plemons, um, especially now that he's kind of fat and playing only villains um, in this later part of his career. But he's got these like impeccable, just natural comedy chops that come out in a couple of really good moments. Like that bit that he did with his pet lizard, Penelope, the third is about 90 seconds long and is somehow both hilarious and an integral part of the plot on how they kill the aliens in the end. Um, Adam Godley, who is the uh, man with the big ears who plays the head scientist um, who's filmed a couple times. That man is a damn Tony award winning nominee, uh, Tony award nominee. And he plays about, Three minutes in this movie, he deserves a bigger role, but he's great in that. And then uh, Penny, Pennywise, the Dancing Clown's older brother, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, deserves an overacting award for his performance in this movie. He is doing the Emperor Palpatine. He is chewing the fat with every line read he does in this movie. Um, and personally, I loved it. I love over-the-top acting like that. That really just pushes it home a little bit more than you needed, but it's a lot of fun to watch. I agree. I I like Alexander Skarsgård. He's always been one of those actors that I feel like should be in more. Um, I was I was a pretty big fan of True Blood at the time when it was out. I always thought he was a pretty you know one of the highlights of that show. Um, and you're right. In this movie, he's playing it up every every time he was in a scene. I was like, you know, you're you're really giving it your all. You like you said, like Palpatine. You know what movie you're in, and you're just owning it. Um. So that's really good. And other things that, you know, I did think were good. Like you said, Jesse Plemons, he's always a treat. Rihanna wasn't utilized enough, but, you know, she did what she could um, with what she was given. It's not her fault that her character didn't have anything to do. Um, She wanted to be in a badass movie and she wasn't a badass movie, but she didn't really do anything badass. Um, But she was there. So that's good. Um, The movie... Like like I said, um, I think it starts out pretty good. I would say probably for the first 30 minutes of this movie, I was pretty entertained. I thought this is going to be better than I thought it was. It's a little stupid, but you know what? I'm having a good time. 
but it definitely slows down in the middle. But by that same token, I think it really picks back up in the end. I think uh, the way this movie cl- the way this movie ends with um, the final battle. I mean, it's the premise, like we already stated, is stupid. But it was at least visually engaging. And I'd be lying if I said that when the this group of old men walk out on the deck of this ship, just ready, just to show these young whippersnappers how it's done. I didn't have a really good chuckle to myself thinking, you know what? This is, <laughs> this, is <stupid>. this, this <laughs> movie reminds me in a strange way, a lot of uh, Thor Ragnarok um, in the, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. Cause that's a weird sentence to say about battleship, the movie. But um, if you watch the first two Thor movies, they're kind of middling because the movie is the movies are taking themselves way too seriously. And if you read like Norse mythology and you're trying to take it pretty seriously, it's ridiculous. It's completely outdated. It's wild. Um, But Thor Ragnarok with uh, Taika Waititi directing it just stopped taking itself seriously was a lot more was a lot funnier, focused a lot more on allowing them to kind of be free and mock a lot of it. Um, and this movie is a lot more fun than it should have been because they didn't take this war aspect too seriously for part of it. Like you were saying, the first 30 minutes are basically like just kind of a hangout movie. That's a lot of fun. Um, and then the last part of it is like a pretty cool battle scene, uh, where they did a lot of pretty nice looking stuff. Like you were saying, it's very visually engaging. I thought the effects were really nice. Um, especially because the last movie we watched was gamer and those were awful. Um, whether or not you enjoy how this movie is shot to me is dependent on your opinion of Michael Bay. Um, a lot of the things that they did here remind me of the Transformers series. A lot of the way they tracked things, especially when like the aliens crash landed on earth, um, or when they were firing like the missiles in the dark during those battle scenes, it reminded me a lot of like the early Transformers movies, those like roller death wheel things. The aliens use, I'll use a lot of the same Transformers movie did. I noticed, um, but that doesn't mean they're bad looking. They're very nice looking. Um, how did you the part where they did shoehorn in the battleship board game fighting system? Um, because I have an opinion on that, and I'm interested to see if you share the same one. I liked it. I mean, it, they did they did something, I guess, unique or novel aren't the right words because it is just pulling directly from the game. But, you know... They could have, there's a million other ways they could have done, and you've seen this in movies before that are based on board games or video games where they have a premise and they just kind of like bastardize it for the sake of being on film. Um, a good example of this is like, despite the original Spider Man movies with Tobey Maguire being good, they just make the web come out of his skin versus having uh, a web shooter, I guess, because they thought that would be easier to put on film, but it looks kind of dumb. They didn't do that in this movie, they just said. All right, how does the game work? Okay, let's go with almost the most literal translation possible and make that into a film. And I do think yeah, that's I thought, kind of cool. I thought that when I was watching this and as they were doing the first fighting scene, which is basically just a war a war scene, I was thinking that if don't do something grid-based, that this is the biggest misfire that I'll have seen in quite a while. Because you can't name a movie Battleship, which is famously a... Uh, fighting board game and not use a grid-based fighting system um, and there's no real good way to get that into a movie that's trying to be realistic about a fighting scenario so at least the way they did it it's kind of outlandish but it feels semi-justified for that system that they have with the buoys existing in real life at least so i kind of like the way that they did that um, and like i said I, th- I thought that the cast the cast in this movie was way too committed to making battleship a, the premise just converting a board game into this high action high budget action movie um they were more committed and better than they should have been um is there anything else that stuck out to you is particularly good about this movie yeah so another thing i would say that i thought was really good is that um i like that they gave a japanese actor like a main part in the movie i thought that was like a really cool I even even gave him a lot of like japanese lines to speak and everything and i thought that was really interesting um cool there's a joke in it that's not super great about um where he cites the art of war um to which the character replies that's a chinese book not japanese um so i do like that but you know that is always a little sensitive 
Um, but it's good to see, you know, inclusive of like other races and cultures in a movie, um, especially it shows it performed well internationally. Uh, another thing that I thought generally, at least for me, kind of worked in this movie was the fact that they actually gave like someone, I don't know if the actor is an amputee in real life, uh, but they gave, you know, at least someone playing an amputee, like a main part in the story um, and actually had a lot of stuff to do. And I thought that was actually kind of progressive um, to have a plot revolve around a man who like no longer has legs is a broken person um, and has to like find himself and like be useful again. And I thought that generally kind of worked. Um, I like that Brooklyn Decker, like she wasn't on screen, like nearly long enough. Um, but like, you know, at least she had a plot. It wasn't just, I've got to save my husband, you know, like she was doing her own thing. She has her own job. She's trying to help one person out individually. And I thought all that was kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Tadanobu Asano, who was the Japanese actor, I actually saw him for the first time in this terrible, terrible movie that came out in 2013 called 47 Ronin. Um, it's, it's not good. Don't go see it. Um, but I recognized him from that. He plays <laughs> a lord. Uh, has been in a lot of Japanese films. He's actually a musician as well. Um, I found that out during my research. I'm interested to see what his music sounds like. Uh, but he did a very good job. And like you were saying, I enjoyed the bit, even though it is kind of insensitive about the art of war, especially at the end where he said, where Taylor Kitsch says, the art of war, fight your enemy where they're not. And there's like a five second pregnant pause. And then Asato turns and said, that's not what it's about at all. It's you're completely wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I did enjoy that. Um, I, I yeah, did enjoy good. Brooklyn Decker. Um, I think they could have done more with her character. Um, but I think, I think she's a better actress than people give her credit for. She's not in a lot of stuff. Um, and the stuff that she is in, she's kind of typecast as like the pretty blonde um, but I did enjoy her performance. I think they could have done a little more with her, like we touched about earlier, though the women aren't exactly featured in this movie. Um, so let's move into the cell then. Why we sh- why you should watch this movie. Christian, do you want to start us off? Why should people go ahead and watch this movie? So I would say one of the first and foremost things uh, why someone should watch this movie is there's a lot of people who just like war movies. Um, some people, they just, they want to see anything that is a war movie. And if you're one of those people, I think you'll probably like this movie. Um, it shows a lot of pretty cool tech. You know, you get to see, you know, Navy officers like dressed up on the ship doing, which again, someone who is not a soldier, um, you know, is watching kind of makes me go, oh man, there's like some cool aspects to the military. Like some of this looks kind of like, engaging um i know a lot of times phil michael someone like michael bay will work directly with the u.s army for funding um saying yeah you can use our stuff but you know you have to show it in this sort of light um and this movie definitely does that because not every movie has access to like such extensive military equipment outfits um like like procedures and everything so i thought that was pretty pretty cool um also if you like just big dumb action quote unquote if you will um this movie's that you know if you like the transformers movies if you watched uh any of the transformers films and you thought it pretty entertaining you'll probably like this too this was very much in the same vein of that this is very similar to any of the michael bay transformers movies um it had a pretty good soundtrack I really like that too. Anytime you throw in some ACDC into a movie, I probably enjoy it. Um, but yeah, you know, I think what, this film is worth watching thing? for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, I think this is one of the textbook cases of what I like to call a good, bad movie um, where this movie, if you think too much about it is terrible. Right. But if you just sit there and turn your brain off and watch it for, you know, it's two hours long. Um, for those two hours, you're pretty entertained by everything going on. Like, you know, if you start analyzing the movie, it starts falling apart. But there's a lot of action that kind of catches you off guard. There's a lot of pretty cool things that they do with the aliens and the fighting. Um, so I think, and there's enough kind of back and forth between a couple different plot lines where it doesn't feel monotonous for most of the movie. Um, I really like this movie a lot more than I thought I would. It's a fun little romp. Um, I say fun little romp kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek because it was 220 million dollars um but i do think if this movie costs 70 million dollars less and was 150 million that would have gotten 
a lot better reviews than it did. I think they paid out the wazoo for the cast and the effects, and they attached this iconic battleship name to it. And then I think people wanted more than just a Transformers knockoff. But if this was like, and you know, just an alien invasion film starring Taylor Kitsch and Rihanna uh, with Liam Neeson on the side phoning it in, that I think people would have thought a lot better of it. Um, you know, I don't know how you deduce, you know, deduct 20 or $70 million from a movie. That's not what I'm great at. Um, but I will say like, there's a certain group of people, like you were saying, who will love this movie, who will watch it. They just like watching war movies, action movies. Um, anyone who considers themselves a cinema purist is going to hate this movie, which is why the critics don't like it. Um, but I do think like, if you stripped away some of the, the namesakes and stuff like that, that people would have, the audience score probably would have gone up a little bit. I do think this movie is better than what it's kind of set out to be. I agree. Um, I would say probably my biggest problem with this movie is that it's a little long. Um, It's two hours and 11 minutes, which I I feel like for this is just too much film going on. Um, One of the few things that I think Gamer did well was that it was short. It was a crisp hour 39, which... Uh, fun fact about me, I'm one of those people that I like short movies. I see a movie with a runtime of 85 minutes, and I'm like, oh my god, sign me big, up. This big fan heaven. of the Master of Disguise <laughs> over there. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm 90 minute movies sounds awesome. Um, so I do think this movie is a little long. I think if you cut out probably maybe 20 minutes from the middle, um, I think you probably have a more solid movie overall um this seems this is one of those movies just based on the fact that you wrote several pages of notes and i wrote down a bunch of notes this is one of those movies that if you want to get your buddies together and watch something where you can just make fun of for two hours you'll be rolling over laughing just because there's it's it's just overall ridiculous Um, okay. I was going to say, I completely agree no, with that. This is like the type of movie where obviously you've spent your entire life in a tropical location. Um, but I lived up north for most of my life. This is the type of movie where like if it was January and it was like Friday night and you didn't want to go out, like me and four of my buddies would grab like a case of beer and like a pizza or something and watch this movie. Um, it's just like a fun movie to watch. It's a movie you can rib on for a while but also have a couple moments where you kind of like get taken back by the action. You get on edge a couple times because of how they set stuff up. Like what? I mean, they killed Alexander Skarsgård like pretty early in this movie, and he's one of the biggest names attached to it. And kind of a shocking. I mean, that took me by surprise. Um, so yeah, so there are a couple parts of this. Like it's not it's not the worst movie in the world. Like there are a couple parts of it where it's pretty well written and pretty well done. Um, but yeah, this is like the perfect movie to just like grab a couple you know pbrs or bud lights too and rib on a couple but yeah like you were saying if it was like 20 minutes shorter that would be great um i remember listening to a podcast with jason manzoukas who will reference for the second time again i do love that hairy man um but he was talking about a movie and he comes on and he goes this movie was two hours and I remember I, I hit pause when this movie started and went, this movie is two hours and 11 minutes. Like there's no way I thought this would be like a 95 minute movie. Um, so it, it, you could trim the fat a little bit on it some places, but I think for the most part, it's a, it's a pretty fun movie. That's definitely worth a watch. Um, I mean, I paid three ninety nine to watch this and I don't regret spending those $4. I agree. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly the same here. Um, another one of my favorite podcasts is uh, We Hate Movies, um, where they just rib on awful, awful movies. And they definitely have movies that they consider hangover movies. Uh, this, to me, is one of those movies. If you went on a bender the night before and you're recovering in bed the next day, hungover out of your mind, this is a movie to throw on. Um, you can wake up at any part during this and pretty much know exactly what's going on. You're not going to miss anything too crazy you don't really need to be invested on that i mean there was definitely parts that either i was taking down notes or i was texting or i was you know distracted and i had no problem following at all following along the movie um so you know that's fine if if you know if you want something just to put on in the background this movie's fine this movie's great for that 
Um, it's a great just kind of visual set piece. Um, something else, you know, this movie, like you said, it's not awful by any means. There was actually some stuff I kind of enjoyed contrasting it again with like gamer where I thought this movie is actively a problem and was shocked that this was made. I didn't feel that way about this movie at all. I thought overall, like, you know what, this is, this is fine. I'll, I'll take this, you know? If yeah, I no, I, I agree. Movie, I, I think I'll it's a, it's a huge step up. Like you were saying from uh, one of the other movies we've watched. Um, and I do think this movie, you know, not to rib on Taylor Kitsch too much, um, considering we spent like 10 minutes doing that earlier. But I do think this is a movie where if like you just cast him as a different actor who resonates better with the fans, that this gets a lot better of a score, too. Um, so I think that this movie is like two to three steps off from being a pretty solid movie that you would you probably wouldn't see us covering right now. Um so I definitely think it's at least worth a watch if you're into sort of like action movies. Um, but with all that said, Christian, we do finish this podcast with a final question, which you have come up with this week. Um, so would you like to lay that on the listeners? Absolutely. And so for this week, our final question is, which board game should be made into a high budget? I like that you specified a high budget action movie next. Shoots and ladders. Okay, I actually want land. you to go first because I you have an idea, um, but it's a little out there. So I want to hear your interpretation of the question. Now that I'm really, really thinking about it, I think I want to go shoots and ladders. The reason being is that Candyland, I feel like, is a little... Like, I see where that movie could be. You know, you attach someone like Tim Burton, for example, to it, and you've got yourself probably a pretty entertaining movie. But Shoots and Ladders? Man, how are we making that a big action movie? You know, this is this is like when The Rock was in that Skyscraper movie. Um, this This is what, to me, that would be like, where you just have these really, 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 really big ladders, really, really, really big shoots, people going up and down them. Maybe you throw some aliens in there. You throw you throw a big name like <laughs> Batista in there or something, you know? You got to have this big guy sliding down. You know, that slides. was my first thought, you know too, here, was boy. shoots and ladders. And the first thing that came to my mind was like a Jumanji remake style movie where you can set it in like an actual like land setting but you could have a lot of like video game aspects where like shoots and ladders are just appearing based on rules and stuff like that and you're climbing up or sliding down levels i actually think that was like a realistic idea this was the the second idea that i had um you take Candyland, christian have you ever played Candyland? okay so Candyland literally involves yeah, nothing there's no strategy there's no reading there's minimal counting it's made for kids. Um, you're never required to make a choice. You just follow directions, and the winner is predetermined by how you shuffle the cards, essentially. I'm saying you take Candyland. You throw it completely out the window. You just take the name, very similar to what they here, and you make it a gigantic war movie just with the name Candyland, and somehow you come up with, like, candy weapons. Imagine The Rock firing... Uh, what are those things they put over a Christmas tree? Uh, candy canes. Never mind. It's candy canes. Imagine the rock firing like a candy cane bazooka at opponents or enemies as they charge. I think that's what you do. You just loosely tie candy in and you let it be Hobbs and Shaw too, essentially. And it would make $400 million. That sounds awesome, actually. Um, I kind of want to see that. Um, funnily enough, when I used to work for uh, a school that did visual effects for film and every year they did like a final project where all the students worked on like one big cinematic. One time they did it on a, they did a snack ops version of the call of duty games. Um, so they had, instead of a soldier, you were a gummy bear and all the environments were all candy and stuff. So I've kind of actually seen a little bit of a version of this, and I can picture it very That's, well because of it. And this is amazing. Awesome. I'm so it glad like the, like the floor has been laid for this already. Like the premise, I'm I'm looking it up now because I haven't played Candy uh, Candyland since I was a kid. The premise is about finding King Candy, who's the lost king of Candyland. I mean, it, it's a rescue movie. 
you could just like base it on a rescue action movie and you just tie in candy somewhere in the in the plot and i think you've got a winner right there if you cast the movie right i think that's i think that's the way to go funny enough candyland also owned by so would be part of the hadro versus the hcu Ooh, excellent. Yeah, definitely get it in that HCU. Um, that would, I mean, that, that would definitely be a pretty solid idea that I could actually see making. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we get something like that here pretty soon. Um, strangely enough, <laughs> I kind of want to end this only because you mentioned the movie Jumanji on a glowing endorsement for both of the two glo- Jumanji remakes, because those movies are the, way the better. The Jumanji remakes are right what Battleship be. could have been with like one to six, um, because they're so much fun. And they've rock and Nick Jonas manning the, like the main helm with Jack Black and Kevin Hart being the, the common, you know, the, the comedic, the comedic backup, they're what these sorts of movies can be. You'll never see us do like Jumanji on this podcast because that's exactly how you play these sorts of movies. The, I had no expectations for that movie when it, when it got announced. I thought that movie was going to be terrible. Uh, but it was so good that I'm actually probably going to go see the Jungle Cruise remake that the Rocket Emily Blunt are doing. That's how much I believe in that man's ability to make anything into a good movie. Yeah, The Rock can sell anything, um, even in movies that aren't even good, like <laughs> Rampage, for example. A lot better <laughs> than, than, than this movie. Um, but, you know, I mean, The Rock, I mean, he, he can, do no, can do no wrong. That, you know what? That's how you make this a great movie. Make The Rock every character in this movie. Just superimpose his face on the men, the two women, specifically the two women um and you have oh, i'm, I'm here for it you just call it rock ship and we're all over it <laughs> all right christian as they oh, said yes. in the movie i wrote it down they said stay frosty out there and you know we sign off on this podcast that stay frosty my friend <laughs>